day this morning. And we're excited about what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's been doing it for, for years, right? For thousands of years, the Holy Spirit. But I'm thankful for what the Holy Spirit's doing in my life. Anybody give an amen to that in here? You thankful for what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life? Well, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit, you know, when we talk about Pentecost Sunday, and a lot of times, you know, growing up in a Pentecostal church, the only time I thought that we really celebrated Pentecost Sunday is ever everybody was speaking in tongues and shouting and dancing and all that, you know, and, and that's awesome. I love all that. I, I've experienced all those things, but I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit and all those things, and I'm really thankful for the Holy Spirit of being my companion through this life journey. Anybody else thankful for that in here this morning? That you're thankful that that Holy Spirit walks with you daily. That God dwells inside of you. That's an amazing thing. See, for us here today, we have that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. You know, when we read this first book, or first part of the Bible, what we call the Old Testament, it wasn't exactly like that, was it? It wasn't exactly like that. The Holy Spirit came and He, he would give strength to men and women. He would visit them. He would dwell in the Holy of Holies. But because of what Jesus has done and because the Holy Spirit is now here, Acts chapter 2, right? We have the, the birth of the church. We see the Holy Spirit come down in Acts chapter 1. We see it uh, happening where the upper room experience and we see all these people that are now filled with the Holy Spirit and having the Holy Spirit living inside of them. We have God living in us. Does anybody believe that here this morning? When I say that, people look at me like I'm some kind of cultish looking or teaching. I mean, whenever I say that we have God, Holy Spirit, you see, a lot of times, not for us here, before in Christendom, we look at it as God and Jesus, and then you want to add the Holy Spirit in there as, you know, just kind of another. He's right there with it all. He is God. He's the Holy Trinity. He's right there at the beginning of Genesis and throughout Scripture. He's there. He's with us today. He is personal. It is not an it. It is a person. It, he lives inside. I caught myself. He lives inside of me. That wouldn't be good if I just said he's not in it, and I said it, right? He lives inside of me, and I'm so thankful. So today, we could have went a thousand different directions on what to, what to bring forth and what to talk about today, that it's Pentecost Sunday. And I love when we talk about the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in and, and through people and, you know, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I, I was filled with the Holy Spirit and, and spoke in tongues as a, as a young man and, uh, you know, have been blessed to be able to have some of these wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit active in my life. And I love all of that and it's powerful. And we need that in operation. We need it working today, don't we? We need believers to be so filled with the Holy Spirit in that constant communion, with that constant, you know, relationship with the Holy Spirit, we live in a dark time. We need the Spirit of truth active in our life. Amen. 
We need that. We need believers that are, that are filled with the Holy Spirit engaging people outside of the church. Amen. I'm going to keep saying amen until you really give them to me this morning. All right? It's Pentecost Sunday. There ain't no reason to be quiet. Okay? I'm going to be preaching truth to you this morning. Amen. Thank you, John Reinhardt. I heard back here in the back. All right? But that's what we're talking about. We, we need believers to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we, when we are around people outside of here, it's really, really easy in here to operate and move in the Holy Spirit. Would you agree? Right? But we need it even more outside of these walls whenever we are engaging the people that are around us. We need the Holy Spirit active in our life. We need the Holy Spirit to begin to give us words of knowledge of, of all these different things that the Holy Spirit will begin to do and give us words and activate faith and the working of miracles. It just doesn't need to take place within the four walls. I know you know that, but I'm here to encourage you again today to say, let's take it outside the four walls and let it activate and let it be seen to those people who desperately need to see the Holy Spirit alive in believers. Amen? We need it in here, too. I'm thankful for the companion in my life, the Holy Spirit. One that is closer than a brother. One that walks with me. One that will speak to me. One that will shut my mouth when I want to say something that I shouldn't say. Right? One will that make my eyes to bounce whenever it's looking at something that it shouldn't. Can we talk like that in here this morning? Can we have that? Well, the Holy Spirit will do that. The Holy Spirit will reject a lie or a falsehood. The Holy Spirit will let you know when you're hearing something that is not truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you and let you know that's not true. You need to reject that. Right? The Holy Spirit is amazing. I love the Holy Spirit. And today, guess what? I don't have an outline in front of me. Is that all right? Is it all right if I don't have an outline in front of me? Can we just go into the Word of God? and begin to read out of Romans chapter 8. I want to do that this morning. In preparation for this, I, I was back and forth, and I told my wife, and i got to move this because this is going to rattle. Um, but I said, I, I, I don't have a, a quote-unquote outline for today. And I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, it's Pentecost Sunday. I've got to have an outline. You know, I, I've got to have three points and a poem and an illustration and... You know, uh, something humorous in there and, you know, all these things. And it's like the Holy Spirit said, well, just go to my word and read it and talk about the word. It's like, Holy Spirit, I'm going to do that. So that's what we're going to do this morning. And I hope you're all okay with getting into the word of God. Amen. Romans chapter 8, can I tell you, Romans chapter 8 could quite possibly be, it's, it's up there in one of the most important passages of Scripture in the Bible. It really is. And if you've never really took a, a hard look and, and spent some time in, a, in Romans 8, I would encourage you to do so. I hope this week that you can get into Romans chapter 8 and really start digging into Romans chapter 8 and just let it marinate in you and see what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's just one of those passages in Scripture that's like that. So we're going to do that this morning. I am mindful of all the things we have and what we're going to do and afterwards and
all those things. But right now, we're going to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Anybody okay with that this morning? Are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Let's read. I love this. Right off the bat in verse 1. Does anybody else love this? <laughs> so now there is no condemnation. And I, I want you to just plant right there for a moment, JC. I told her, I was like, I may stay at a verse for a little bit. And, and 30 minutes is not nearly long enough to get through this, okay? I'm telling you. I may have to skip some of this. There's some good stuff in this. But Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and if you're new to the Lord, right? And some of you have been in church for a while, and I, and I understand that, but some of you all are new. I'm going to let you hear something right here. And it's not me. It's God. It's Holy Spirit letting you know something right here in verse 1. There is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Is there any believer in here today that would say amen to that? I'm going to tell you, I, I don't like, I, and Dita, I talk to her all the time, I was like, I don't like, I don't like saying amen, can I get an amen, can I get an amen, amen. The reason why is because there are people here today, they, they've not been in church very long, okay? There are new people to the Lord, and, and it's like, man, let them know what we're talking about in here today, man, it's, it's exciting stuff, it's real, it's truth. It is. When I read this, so thou there is no condemnation for those who belong in Jesus Christ, to somebody who has a past or has something that they're carrying on, which all of us do, that is an important verse of Scripture right there. When you talk about, I am no longer condemned, because now I belong to Jesus Christ. Now some of you all just already made up in your mind, you're going to sit on your amens. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to keep going because... I love the fact that I was once on a road to hell and Jesus Christ saved my life and set me free. And He did not change my thoughts as far as remembrance. You hear what I'm saying this morning? He did not take away my thoughts of my past. Did He do that to anybody in here? Did He wipe your mind clean of all the bad things that you've ever done? Or the things that you do now that are bad? He didn't do that to me. You know what the enemy wants to do? And new believer, you need to hear this. He will come to you and attack your mind and tell you that you are not right with God. He will come to you over and over and over, especially if you gave your life to Christ today. Wait till you get out in the parking lot or later on tonight and he's going to bring up your past, and he's going to try to tell you that what decision you just made is not right, and he didn't take you in. He's going to say, you don't deserve it. You've done too much bad. Maybe I'm only talking to myself in here today. I know the bad stuff that I've done. And, and, you know, he's going to do this to you. He's going to sit there, and he's going to bombard your mind and get you to try to get you to believe that you are no longer right with Jesus. And I believe in the Word of God this morning that if I'm in Christ Jesus, that there's no longer condemnation for me. And I'm telling you, that's liberating. And there's freedom in that this morning. 
I'm going to keep going. I'm telling you, this, this is Romans chapter 8. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Let's go to verse 2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Amen. Amen. Thank God that I am with him and that's life-giving spirit. And he's freed me from the power of sin. Oh. Sin is way overlooked. Sin costs so much that it costs Jesus. I know you know that, but it costs Jesus. That's what it costs. But when I'm in Christ, because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit. Do you see what is the heading on Romans chapter 8 in your Bible? Life in the Spirit. You see, you're on a journey, you're on a path, and my path is already worn quite a bit because of the length that I've been on the journey with him, right? And some of you, you still got really tall green grass because you're at the beginning stages of it. Your journey has just begun. But I want to let you know, if you get into this word and you begin to read it and you consume it, and you let the Holy Spirit who is alive in you now, when you come to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is alive in you, and you let those words that you read have a connection with what is alive in you, and you begin to let it change your mind, your thought process, let it begin to speak to who you are in Jesus and not who you once were. He says, that life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. No longer do I have to feel like I am under the control of that sin. Because he says, I am going to set you free. And some of you might be thinking, well, what happens if I, I go back to that sin? And I would bring up a word called sanctification and say that it is a process. Because no one in here today, when you gave your life to Jesus for the very first time, and he said, I'll take you in, I'll save your soul, I'll forgive you, walked away from there and never once sinned again. Man, it's quiet. You see, encourage a new believer right there and say, that's true. That's true. But when we say that that's true or we say amen that I have sinned, it doesn't mean that, oh yeah, well, go ahead, keep sinning. That's not what that means. It's just, it is truth. It means that you are wrestling with a flesh and with a spirit. It means that you're walking this life out and you're still trying uh, with the Holy Spirit active in your life, trying to live a life for God. I didn't get it all perfect at the beginning, and I still don't. I'm trying to encourage somebody in here today, because I know, I know what it's like when you get beat down, and you feel like you are a failure in your spiritual walk. 
And when you feel like you're a failure in your spiritual walk, what does that do to you? Does that hurt you? Is this all right? Is this all right for a Sunday morning? There's no way we're getting through all this because I've spent 20 minutes on two verses. How is that possible? 10 minutes on two verses. Let's get going. Verse 3. You see, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. Thank you, Jesus. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Amen. Verse 4. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that, brother. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. You're going to see something as we read this. It's saying that you need to follow the Spirit. And if you're new here today, I want to let you know, you must follow the Spirit. You need to follow the Spirit. This coming to Jesus and not wanting to follow the Spirit is not going to work out for you. You've got to follow the Spirit. That is the key. If you're seasoned in here today, you already know this because you found yourself following Jesus and then maybe walking away from Jesus, following Jesus. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Amen? I'm no longer. You can let that, that mind change. I'm no longer going to think about those sinful things. I'm going to start thinking about things that please the Spirit. The mind has to change. Uh, you know, you'll go to Romans 12 too. It's talking about the renewing of your mind. We have to be transformed in our mind. Verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. It's so true. If you want to let the, the sinful mind control you, it's going to lead to a life separate of Jesus. It's going to lead to a life separate from God for all eternity. It's truth. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law, and it never will. Verse 9. Or, am I ready for 9? 8? Let's go to verse 8. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Verse 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who did not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. That's heavy. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. I thank God that I'm right with Him. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. As God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living among you. This is good stuff right here, I'm telling you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Hold it right there. Leave that up there. He is talking to brothers and sisters. That means that those are believers. Dear believers, 
You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Will you run me out of this church if I tell you that there are times where I will have a sinful nature that will urge me to do something? I don't see anybody getting up ready to haul me out of here. Because everyone in here this morning, we have a sinful nature that will urge you to do something that you should not do. And it says right there that you have no obligation to do that. If you're in Christ Jesus, you have no obligation to do that. You don't have to do that, do you? No one is forcing you to do that. You can choose not to do that. That is why this Holy Spirit living inside of you and walking with you and being a companion is so very important. You see, you can get up here and you can get delivered and freed. That's amazing. And if you need that, you need that. But when you get up and you walk the journey with the Lord, you're going to need Him every day of your life. If not, you're going to find yourself back to a place where it just you get right back into that. And you're going to find yourself in an even worse mess than what you were to begin with. Am I preaching truth in here today? So when you start the walk, it says that you can walk the walk. You can walk it out because you have God on your side. Amen? You have God, creator of heavens and earth, the one who spoke things into existence. I say that all the time in here because that is so truth. He is the God of the universe who placed the stars in the sky. And if you are having a moment of fleshly desire and urge, you can call upon the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you and say, help me, help me. I don't want to make that choice. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that thing about that person. You see, we're, we might be in here right now labeling sin and thinking of all these major sins. But what about the ones that are still sin that we don't talk about? I think this is too heavy for a Sunday morning, especially when you have visitors. But you can do it. You can do it. You see, that's why, because sin is so serious. You see, sin will keep you out of heaven. But whenever I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, yes, I may still sin. And that's not my goal. It's not my objective to sin. But if I do slip up, I know that I'm in Christ Jesus. And all I have to do is say, Father, forgive me. Cleanse me from that, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything that hurts you. I don't want to do anything that is coming between mine and yours' relationship. I don't want to have that. I want to walk for you, and I want to live for you, Jesus. All right. You don't have to be obligated to that sinful nature. Verse 13, it says, For if you live by the dictates, you will die by its dictates. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature... You will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Amen? You're led by the Spirit. You're children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. I love this. Now we can call Him Abba Father. 
You get to call him Abba Father. Amen? Verse 16. For this spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, I love this one too. It's all good. We are his heirs. Is anybody here an heir to the the God of the universe? I'm an heir. I I think a lot of times we, we we can't grasp it. I can't grasp that even to this day that I am an heir to the God who created the earth. That I'm going to get to share with what he's done in heaven, on this earth, however that looks, for eternity. I feel like I'm boring some people in here today. Let's, let's stop right there at verse 17. This thing with Jesus and, and walking with him, it's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that we get to that we get to share this life. It's pretty amazing that we get to share it with him most of all. We get to share it with each other. And I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit who is active in my life. And I will say that until people get tired of hearing it said. Because without the Holy Spirit active in my life, I'm just going to end up turning back to be that person that I once was. I don't want that. He doesn't want that. So I thank God that he, I can have a spirit, or I have a life with the Spirit of God who dwells inside of me. Hmm. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, I'm thankful for your word this morning. And I'm thankful that we have a relationship with you, Holy Spirit. If we are in you, Christ Jesus, if, if we have made that step of faith and, and asked you into our life and, and begun a relationship journey with you, Holy Spirit, you are now living inside of us. You are alive in us. And you are searching our, our life out and you are going before us and, and you are speaking to us constantly through our, our heart and our minds and, and you are leading us into all truth and, and I thank you for that. I thank you for your patience, oh God. I thank you for your patience with me. I thank you that you have patience that when I wasn't quite getting it all right that, that you still uh, was showing me your grace and your mercy. I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful, God, that, that each and every one of us, Lord, in here today, that if we know you, uh, we have a hope. We have a hope in you, Jesus. And if there's one in here today that's not right with you, that's lost, I pray that they make that right. I pray for them right now that they would make that decision the most important decision of their life to come to know you as Jesus, as Lord and Savior, as a rescuer, and for you, Holy Spirit, to become alive in their life. So we thank you, Lord. We give you all praise and all glory. 
We thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be in your house this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We have graduates that will.